This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Madeline Shields from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House joins the show to talk about the organization, programs that they offer, their annual Night of Hope fundraiser, and more. Any information about the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House can be found at bdhh.org. That's all happening on this episode of Sunday Focus. And good morning, Madeline. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's just get right into it. First of all, for anyone who isn't familiar with the Bishop Dudley, tell us more about it. The Bishop Dudley Hospitality House is a 24-7 emergency homeless shelter. And we have 80 beds for men, we have 20 beds for women, and we have seven family rooms. And so anyone who comes to our doors in need of shelter or a meal or shower um, to do a load of laundry is welcome to come in and we will do whatever we can to help them on their journey from homelessness to self-sufficiency. Now, a lot of organizations, they just don't spring up from the ground and say, okay, let's get to work. So how did the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House start? Sure. Well, we first started uh, way back in the 80s as a day shelter and it was called the Good Shepherd Center. And um, that was back when Bishop Paul Dudley was the bishop here in Sioux Falls. And um, the Good Shepherd Center was a a daytime homeless shelter drop-in center for people who had nowhere to go during the day. And that went all the way through until um, 2015, when the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House expanded its services, and it just encompassed what all of the good works that the Good Shepherd Center was doing and then became an overnight shelter as well. Absolutely. And you already kind of hit on it already, how many beds you have, the people that you serve here in the Sioux Empire. But what, you know, what are some of the programs that you do offer for the Bishop Dudley House? Sure. So we are, um, like I said, a temporary emergency homeless shelter. And so people who um, find themselves without a place to sleep um, can come in and we do have a check-in process. Now, not everyone who utilizes the services at the Bishop Dudley house is homeless. We have um, day services, which is a day shelter, which means people can come in and use the shower. They can wash a load of laundry for free. We provide the laundry detergent and the dryer sheets. Um, We uh, provide all the hygiene items that people might need, um, towels and, and washcloths and everything to take those showers. And then we also have outside resources that come in and help us. We have lunch every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Our lunchtime is 1130. And on the weekends, we serve at 330 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of an odd time. However, we do not uh, duplicate services. And so... um, Our guests, we are located just kitty corner across from the banquet feeding ministry, and they serve breakfast and dinner. So the Bishop Dudley House serves lunch. And so on Saturday, the the banquet serves lunch, and so we do not serve lunch at 1130 on Saturdays. So we moved our times when we opened our doors to 330 in the afternoon. That way people um, 
who maybe um, can't get to a place that's serving dinner, like the Salvation Army or Mm -hmm. maybe the Union Gospel Mission, they'll have something to eat. Yeah, and on when the you, weekends, yes. absolutely. So when you said you have X amount of beds, X amount of space, that number obviously increases a little bit. So do you have any numbers off the top that um, that ha- people have been impacted this year from the Bishop Dudley? Absolutely. So this year so far, we have had about thirteen hundred unique individuals who mm-hmm. have come and and stayed overnight at the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. That does not include our families. Those are just the men and women who have stayed um, either on our men's shelter or in our women's shelter. Uh, We've also had 41 families, which includes 79 children. And so this is really a beacon of hope and a lifeline for so many people um, to be able to, you know, have have a, a safe place to stay have a roof over their head while they can regroup and figure out what their next move is. Um, People become homeless because of all different kinds of situations. And what we try to do as a staff, um, we have a case manager, we have some uh, many client advocates, and um, what they do is they sit down with these guests upon check-in and say, okay, where where are you coming from? Where are you at? What's the situation, and how do we help you get back on your feet? And so those are those are the the main focus of what we do right away when people come to our doors. We try to figure out what's the root cause and what is the easiest path um, to get them back on their feet. And a lot of times it's um, no identification, no mm-hmm. birth certificate, no social security card, no um, no state ID either from South Dakota or or outside of South Dakota. And so that's really what we need to try to figure out um, if they don't have any anywhere to go or if they can't get a job because of that situation. Absolutely. I'm looking at your website right now. It's the BDHH.org. And there's some numbers here that made a huge impact in 2020. I'm going to read a couple of them right now. 29,248 lunches served. Then you have 15,758 showers provided. 4,237 loads of laundry guests served in 2020. That was just over 1,500 unique individuals, 44 families, 78 children. And then you also have a bunch of successful transitions as well. That's 27 families, 20 women, and 65 men. When you hear numbers like that and you compare them to previous numbers and even this year's numbers what does that say to you how much of an impact this organization really has on the Sioux Empire it has a huge impact and it's and it's very personal mm-hmm. um, every single person who walks through those doors um, has a unique situation a unique story um, they're in a crisis situation and they can't believe that they're walking through the doors of a homeless shelter. Um, just imagine, you know, you find yourself, you know, working and self-sufficient, and all of a sudden something happens in your life, and now you find yourself walking through the doors of a homeless shelter. Um, for people, that is no easy task. Mm-mm. And um, they're afraid. They're disappointed. They're, they're scared of um, what lies ahead and because they just can't believe that they are in that situation. And so we really, um, you know, 
our motto is open doors, open arms, and we do whatever we can to welcome people in as best as we can to to make them feel comfortable. Um, but they do need to understand that we are about transitioning. It's not it's not a place to live. It's not a residence. You need to get in. We need to figure out your situation, assess it, and you need to get back on your feet. And so that's what we do. And we work with so many outside agencies that help us. Um, you know, we have a staff of about 26, and we couldn't work with all of those people. Those numbers that you were giving yeah. um, from 2020 were actually even down. And because it was all of COVID. Yeah. Um, and so in 2019, we had um, just over 1,700 individuals um, who had stayed during that that year in 2019. And then 2020, our numbers went down a little bit, but the stay the stays were longer because it was COVID and there was nowhere for people to go. Sure. And that was quite a challenging year for us. Um, we still are under the COVID protocol. We are masked. We are gloved. We do the two-hour sanitation of all surfaces. Um, things have not changed in terms of COVID for us inside the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. The CDC... Um, has never relaxed mask wearing for homeless shelters. And so we abide by that very strictly. If you walk in to the Bishop Dudley House, whether you are volunteering, you are um, coming in as a donor to drop off something that we need, um, or if you're a guest there or a staff, you will have a mask on. If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Madeline Shields. She is the executive director at the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. Now, Madeline, let's let's talk about COVID. Obviously, it was a challenging year for everybody, but let's let's go back to when the first case of COVID became a reality for us in the Sioux Empire, because we were all kind of late into the game when it came to this pandemic. What was your first reaction personally, and then what was your mindset as a director for this organization? Sure. Well, how it started was we we kind of knew that this was coming down you know it was mm-hmm. it was traveling and we were all watching the news and we were you know watching very closely um and working with the city um health department and we were working with Minnehaha County um human services to figure out you know what is going to happen um especially among our our population mm-hmm. there um very vulnerable population. Um, some of our guests have have chronic diseases. Um, they have addictions, and um, they just maybe are not as healthy as as we would all like them to be. And so um, the anxiety when when the guests and people in general found out that COVID could kill people, that it was much worse than the flu. There was just a, a massive um, um, just panic, I guess yeah. you would say. Um, and so, you know, I I was new to this, you know, as everyone else was. <laughs> and I thought, OK, no book for it. You know, there was not at all. And so what what's the best solution? We have absolutely no way to socially distance inside a homeless shelter. We have a men's day room a men's overnight room. We have a women's day room and a women's overnight room. Um, the showers are and the restrooms are all congregate. It's it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like dormitories, except um, the sleeping rooms, they're all open 
bunks. They're all in one room. And so, um, you know, there was just no way, you know, you do head to head to toes, head to toes, you know, to keep them distanced as far as you can away from people, each other. But that doesn't help when you're serving 125 to 140 people lunch during the day. Mm -hmm. And they're all in one room eating lunch together. And so, um, we had to make some really um, big decisions on, you know, what were we going to do moving forward? And people were scared because they said, then they thought, well, you know what? It says if, if you, if you have chronic diseases, it's going to kill you. So everybody kind of had this, this notion that it doesn't matter from now on. It's what I do because Mm -hmm. I'm, it's going to kill us all anyway. And so there was a, a, big move to just calm the anxieties. Of course, the the governor had the immune compromised people and anybody over 65 needed to go home. Mm -hmm. So I lost like four staff due to that. Mm. And um, at that time, we had 19 full-time employees. And then I had a few people that were just afraid and they didn't come back to work. So we lost about seven or eight employees right off the bat. Mm. So we hired as many people that we could who would come in and help us with with this. And, um, you know, we were one of the few places that were hiring during the pandemic when everyone else was laying off um, or sending people home. And so we did get some fantastic help. And so that made all the difference in the world. Um, And so we started, we started telling people, you know what, no, we're going to keep you safe. We're going to keep you indoors. Mm -hmm. We're not going to turn you out. Um, A lot of homeless shelters, because I was trying to do research all the time and figure out what what's everybody doing. And March in South Dakota is not is not spring yet. Um, And so a lot of homeless shelters were just opening their doors to the homeless people and saying, you need to go, you you're better off on the streets, everything we have seen is that you're better off being outdoors than indoors. And we couldn't do that because we just wouldn't. It's yeah. not what we stand for. And we had to come up with an alter, alternative um, plan. And what that was, was you're going to stay inside. And the mayor did the no lingering and no loitering. You couldn't be in a, more than a group of like three or five or something, which was helpful to us mm-hmm. because we just told our guests, here's the deal. You're better off inside here. We're going to, we're going to take care of you best we can. And if you go outside, you're not coming back in because we can't have you going out and contracting this. We know right now inside people do not have this. And so that, um, that really helped us mitigate the, the spread. We just, we really were never a hot spot, which is completely surprising when we had people packed in every nook and cranny of that building. And so um, we just said, stay in. Well, we're going to have lunch. Everybody, everybody abided by the rules and they washed their hands. They just constant. We had hand sanitizer and hand washing stations and everyone was masked. And um, anybody who was, uh, we didn't have any volunteers coming Mm -hmm. in. So the staff was really, (laughs) really trying to figure out (laughs) how are we going to do all this? But we had some great help and it was fantastic. And so um, we, we did have guests get covid um, but it was one or two and then a couple of more 
and then they would recover and they could come back. And then it was a couple more. And the city had um, and the county had um, created the recovery center. And so our guests, once they had symptoms, we'd send them for testing. Then they would go straight to a motel room that was provided by the county. And I, I'm sure that was um, it was provided by the city as well because the it came through with the COVID funding. And so you know, that's how it worked. So we really never had a massive outbreak. It was a few at a time and then they'd recover and they'd come back and a few more and yeah. they'd recover and come back. So what we did really worked. It shows by the leadership too. It, seriously, it does. I know at the beginning there were a couple of people that didn't really understand what was going on or what even this was. So how did you relay the information to your guests that, that usually stay at the Bishop Dudley House? Well, I told them that it's survivable. You know, we saw what was going on in, in Washington and in Oregon and in California Um you know, there were a lot of a lot of deaths, but that was early on. Um, and we we did we did know a little bit more about this once April and May started mm -hmm. around. Um, and now it's it's summertime and we still continued to say, I don't care how beautiful it is outside. You don't need to be outside. We have patios. You stay out on the patio. So we um, had an activities coordinator come in. Um, she was one of the new staff that we hired, mm -hmm. and she started doing um, those um, cornhole tournaments. And then she did um, um, just all kinds of activities. We did bingo. We did everything we could do to keep people indoors and to not go out and and be around people that could possibly be spreading this COVID. So it worked. I don't know. It, it was, it was great. It was, it worked out great. Um, our guests were appreciative once they realized that, yeah, we are going to take care of you and we're not going to just turn you out. The anxiety levels went down. Absolutely. How did, mm -hmm. how proud are you or of your staff for just oh. doing that pivot so quickly, like many organizations had to do? It's amazing because, you know, this work is not for everyone. It's not yeah. an easy place to work. Um, you know, you know, people who are homeless are very um, down on themselves and, and they have a lot of um, challenges moving forward. Um, and so it's just, it can be really hard being a cheerleader every day that you walk into a room. And, and so every time you walk in, into the, to the Bishop Dudley house, you know, it's our job to help people and help them turn their lives around. And I can't say enough how fantastic that staff is. They, they are rock stars. Yeah. Um, because like I said, it's not for everyone, but the, the, the staff stuck with it and they're like, no, nope, we're going to, we're going to get through this. And we did, we only had, I think it was five staff members contract COVID. Hmm. And now we did have a lot of people come and go during that time as well. Sure. And so we'd had lots of testing. I mean, we were all tested because the minute you'd start getting the sniffles, you're like, oh no, I have COVID. And, <laughs> and most of us never got it. Yeah. Absolutely. If you are just joining us, Madeline Shield, she is the executive director with the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. She's joining me in the studio. And you said it yourself. It's not an easy job. What what you guys do is not an easy, it's not an easy task. And 
you know, I was one of the 10 people that was able to witness exactly what you guys do for the Sioux Empire. It was part of your seventh annual Night of Hope event. So anyone who's not familiar with this, why don't you go and explain it? Sure. Every year we do, um, it's a sleep out. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of homeless shelters do this um, during Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week, which is in November. Mm -hmm. However, nobody wants to sleep outside in a tent in November in South Dakota. (laughs) So ours is always in um, October. It's about the third week of October and um, it's a yearly event and it's uh, one of our largest fundraisers that we do to support the Bishop Dudley House um, General Operating Fund. And so um, we invite um, a dozen or so community leaders to come and experience a night of hope Mm -hmm. for the homeless And we have a tent brought in, um, we have a mat, we have um, a refrigerator box, and then we ask our guests to come and um, sleep in the tent. And it's an awareness. Um, And thank you, Christine, for for participating. (laughs) Because, you know, there's a lot of apprehensiveness even coming into a homeless shelter, even to come and volunteer. You know, new people, they're like, oh my gosh, it's not like... It's not like volunteering at the school or at the library or the hospital. Um, It's a homeless shelter. And I think most people who um, come in either to serve lunch or to um, help with our guests in any way, shape, or form, they find out that people are people. Yeah. And we all have the same hopes and dreams and, and wants and needs. And we have much more in common than we have differences. When I walked into the Bishop Dudley house. I I knew what it was and I knew what your mission was. And and the fact that I was even approached about this, I had to jump on the opportunity. I, I said it to you that night that I always wanted to use my voice as an advocate for people who are less fortunate than you and I are. And the fact that I was even thought of, thank you for that. And the experience itself, it's eye-opening. It's different when you're actually in it. Granted, it was a simulation part part of the program, but it's real. And what you guys do is unbelievable work. Just to give listeners an idea, we we were there around six o'clock in the evening. We were kind of given a rundown of how the night is going to go. So we started off having a meal. We had a couple of soups. We had a fruit, some sort of a dessert, some water. And that was it. We were given the real utensils and trays that the Bishop Dudley House uses. Then we were going on a tour of the facility in itself. We saw the check-in process and how there are hand-washing stations when you walk in. You are checked with what kind of belongings that you have, what can and cannot be in the Bishop Dudley House. The men and women are definitely separated. And there's something that I didn't realize part of the Bishop Dudley House was that family family unit back there. So Mm -hmm. it's basically like mini apartments, I guess you can say, for those larger family units. And just seeing a portion of that and what people go through, it it just shows that this is a big, it's a big issue here in Sioux Falls. It's a big problem that everyone should get behind because what you guys do and then even going around the neighborhood for the tour to Madeline, it was unbelievable just like what exactly surrounds the bishop dudley house and 
there was even some people walking to our group because they're they're curious and you had no fear you had no fear going up to them and saying hey what are you doing where are you going do you need help anywhere so props to you guys for sure for opening all 10 of our eyes and just witnessing this whole this whole big this whole big organization and what really is out there in the real world well thank you yeah. and and you know we i could not do it without the fantastic staff that we yeah. have we had a fat we have a fabulous board of directors um that guides us every step of the way um and you know they're volunteers too and so they all have their own businesses mm-hmm. and their own jobs and and i just am so grateful for their leadership um to to run this organization you know it's a. Uh, it's a nonprofit. We're yeah. a nonprofit charity. Um, we are called the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, and I know that there's confusion as to our role with the Catholic Diocese. Um, the Catholic Diocese owns our building, and we get the building rent-free. However, um, we have to raise all of the money to to um, keep the doors open, yeah. to, to give uh, our guests a, a place to live and to stay. Um, 10% of our funding comes from the city of Sioux Falls, uh, which we know is a, a tremendous gift. Yes. Um, and 90% is from private donors. And um, that is businesses, it is um, service clubs, families, individuals, just uh, everyone out there who might be listening. This is this is a nonprofit charity that um, we have a $1.3 million budget and we have to raise 90% of that to keep those doors open every year. Yeah, absolutely. And it is overwhelming when you first walk into the Bishop Dudley's doors. It, it is. You see it right in your face on what is going on here in the city and throughout the Sioux Empire. But there are a lot of great success stories that came out of it. We heard a couple of them that night, and it just shows how much the Bishop Deli House's staff, how much you guys really keep everybody on a schedule. Right. So this year alone, we've had about 150 unique individuals transition out. Yeah. I mean, they've moved out and they have a home of their own now. Um, of the 41 families, 38 of those families have transitioned to a home of their own. Wow. And so, you know, um, our capacity is 115 to 120% every night. We are over capacity. Some nights we have 40 women staying and we have 20 beds. Some nights we have 115 men and we have 80 beds. And so we don't turn people away. Um, our weather is not conducive for turning people away and it is not the right thing to do anyway. And so we give them a mat, a set of sheets, and they can find a place on the floor. Um, they're either in the overnight room or they are opened up the day room. Absolutely. If you're just listening, Madeline Shields, the executive director of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality Houses in the studio. You're always looking for volunteers. You're always looking for seasonal donations. I learned that being in there. It's all about what's happening right now currently. And there is a great website, like I said, bdhh.org is where you can find what the Bishop Dudley House needs at the moment. So currently, since we are in winter, Madeline, really quickly to, to close 
comes out, what are you looking for right now for the community? The number one need that we have right now is for lunch volunteers. Mm. Um, it takes about five people to come and cook and serve a lunch, and the cost to serve a lunch to our guests is about $200, depending on the menu. Um, it could be a little cheaper. Um, if you want something more elaborate, it could be a little bit more expensive. So um, please contact us through um, our website. Like you said, there's a tab at the bottom that says, I want to volunteer right on our homepage. Mm-hmm. And that goes to our volunteer coordinator, Danielle, and she will get you all set up. But we serve lunches Monday through uh, Sunday. So we need a group in there every single day to help us. And it's a great way to, whether you want to volunteer individually, get your business involved and help out for an afternoon. And like I said, it's just one of the many great organizations here in the Sioux Empire. And and Madeline, thank you for joining me in the studio today. And thank you for opening my eyes a little bit, too. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you want, you can check out my experience with the Night of Hope at all of the Results Town Square Media websites. We'll be back. Good. Doesn't happen by accident. To make a real difference in people's lives, it takes a dedicated community. It takes a team like the Sioux Empire United Way. When you give to the United Way, you're sharing the good and changing lives for one out of every three people in the Sioux Empire. You're providing books for kids, meals for seniors, and second chances for people in crisis. We're better when we're united. See the good your donation does at seuw.org. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Madeline Shields, the Executive Director for the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, for joining us today. Once again, any information about the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House or how to volunteer can be found at bdhh.org. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.